Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the XFL Fantasy Central Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Villagomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the show on Twitter at XFL Fantasy Cast. Let's talk some FanDuel today, shall we? That'll be uh, what we do first. And then we will be joined by AJ Ryder. He is the host, one of the hosts, anyways, of the XN Goal Podcast, all about the XFL from a, sort of an insider's perspective. And I'll let him tell you how he's a, a little bit of an insider. Uh, when, when we get to the interview, but uh, a great chat with AJ, uh, outstanding guy. His show's funny. He's good. Um, it's just a, it's great overall. So it was a pleasure having him on. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation as always. Uh, and again, I hope you guys are enjoying this new everyday uh, format. I think uh, this is working out wonderful for all of us. So, uh, all right, let's talk some fan duel and let's get into this. So we've really only brushed across what FanDuel has to offer as far as uh, DFS contests are concerned, because I think the main focus has always been on DraftKings only because there's a lot more points to be scored. You know, it's a it's a PPR, full PPR league, and and I think the glitz and glamour has always been on, on DraftKings, and especially because DraftKings is an official sponsor of the XFL. I think that's where most of the attention goes, but uh, FanDuel has it too, and and FanDuel is actually, the contests are, are quite a bit different in that, um, and we've talked about it. And we'll talk about it with AJ as well, too, that you get $100 uh, in salary. It's not the $50,000 salary cap, and, and it's more like an auction. I think I've said this kind of stuff before. Um, but what it does is it just brings a different strategy to the table, and it also brings different feel to it because, again, you are, you are running it like an auction. And then, you know, the fact of the matter is, the contests with a half point PPR, you're building your rosters a little bit different too. So if you're playing on FanDuel and you're going half point PPR, um, now pass catching running backs uh, have a little more value in it as well. Uh, and of course, really, there's only what four or five that are actually doing the job. Um, but you know, you, you just take a look at uh, across the board, and and you have to set up your lineups differently. Uh, and now. I'm looking at the actual contests that are going on. It is Thursday as I'm or Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday, Thursday. What well, today's Thursday? <laughs> I have lost track of all time. Today's Thursday as it stands, all right? And I'm looking at the full roster FanDuel contests. Right now, there's so much overlay in their $3,000 contest, in their in their $6,000 contest. Um their $6,000 Saturday XFL rush which gives $1,000 to first place. 118 entries of 1,190 is the cap. Uh, that is a $6 entry. Uh, $3,000 uh, XFL snap, 218. That is a $2 entry. Um, 70 entries in their 2K Saturday XFL spike. Um, so what am, what am I telling you? I'm telling you jump in these things now because there's so much overlay in this um, that there's an opportunity for you if you put a good roster together to cash. Uh, I know, like I said, all the glitz and glamour is on DraftKings right now, but listen, here's the thing. If you want to just win money, if you want to just have fun, if you want to just you know be able to uh, uh, to play in some contests that are low stakes, like most of you do, because I I did the I did the um, the poll the other day about your comfort level and what you play. And an overwhelming majority of you said that you play anywhere between $1 and $10, and you only enter between 5 and 10 contests. Well, if you want to make that money go a little bit farther, head to FanDuel. Maybe you can cash a little bit 
uh, more than you would in these in these big DraftKings contests um, because you'll be swimming in a little bit smaller waters and maybe you can win you know 50 100 150 bucks where maybe DraftKings you wouldn't have won that uh, or maybe just spread it across and play some FanDuel play some uh, DraftKings like I did and last week in fact uh, we he, I think we touched on it a little bit with AJ but I won their their little league I mean I walked away with what about 22 bucks but I mean I won and I, I was fun and uh, and I had a good week so um, for you if you want to join AJ's league just make sure you follow him we'll tell you how later uh, and, and you can play alongside of us as well um, and and in fact maybe I, keep an eye on my Twitter I may start a fan duel league as well uh, just a small stakes have fun FanDuel League for you guys to join and play against me. Um, this is an opportunity where people are like, oh, I wish I could have played against you in, in season long. Well, let's just do this in, in, uh, in FanDuel and we'll, we'll start one up, shall we? Uh, but well, I'll put that out on Twitter. Let's take a look a little bit about the, the prices that are going on right now uh, on FanDuel. And so if you're looking at the top three guys uh, at quarterback, meh, we'll just say top five, maybe, I guess, because if you want to throw Landry Jones and, and uh, Josh Johnson in there, uh, if you want PJ Walker this week, he's going to be 23 bucks, which let me tell you right now, it seems like a lot. I mean, it's it's a qu- almost a quarter of your budget uh, for the for the quarterback of PJ Walker. Um, but you can actually get him. And now you got to keep an eye, too, because uh, uh, Cam Cam Phillips was listed on the uh, injury report this last, uh, what was it, Monday or Tuesday? Um, but you got to keep an eye on him. I, I really think it was just a maintenance day, so I don't think you have to worry about it. But he's 21 bucks, So now you've almost spent half of your entire uh, budget if you go with him and Cam Phillips, all right? Which means you got to start looking for some absolute and total value uh, when you're digging around on these things. Now, remember, we told you Elijah Hood was actually uh, out of commission and, and on the thing. Larry Rose comes in as his, uh, um, as his backup. He's 11 bucks. So that's a good way to, to actually save some money there. Um, and then for FanDuel, you don't get a defense and you don't have to pick a kicker. So for FanDuel, you have a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver position, two of those. So it goes quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, tight end, and two flexes. I love this setup. Uh, I love it because I don't have to pick a defense and I love it because I don't have to pick a kicker. No offense, kickers. I love you to death, but I don't want to field a kicker in fantasy football. So the way this is set up, again, it's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver, tight end, and two flexes. Um, so you can get very creative with your lineups um, on FanDuel. And of course, the $100 will go a long way if you can pick the right guys. Um you know, and in fact, I'm building a lineup right here in front of, uh, of everybody. And I'll tell you who I'm picking right now. So in this, like I said, I have, I have PJ Walker. All right. And I've got, uh, um, Cam Phillips in that as well. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I put Larry Rose in as the running back. And now I'm going to look around and I see that Nelson Spruce is 20 bucks. I'm going to try to fit him in there. All right. So now I have $12 per position for my two flexes. So here's my roster so far. I got PJ Walker, Larry Rose, Cam Phillips, Nelson Spruce, right? That's a pretty heavy hitting, um, lineup right there. So now if I'm digging in this $11 range, uh, looking for some value in there, uh, I've got guys like uh, Truesdale, Pierce, and Nagel even. In fact, Nagel at 13 bucks might be where I go uh, if I'm looking. Uh, I've got Adonis Jennings, Whitfield, Kenneth Farrow, but he has been hurt. Kristen Michael in that $13 range. Um, 
you know, there, there's guys in that area that I might want to end up picking. Uh, Dantes Bird, uh, you know, Jazz Ferguson, who's probably still hurt. Uh, but there are some some ways to go in this. And and so that's what I'll probably end up doing. Let's see. I will go. Um, let's let's you know what? Let's do this. So we're going to go with Nagel for 13 bucks. All right. And that leaves us with twelve dollars in our last flex position. And here's what I'm going to do, because here. It gives us the option to have flowers as a um, as a flex position guy. Uh, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to scroll down here. And forgive me if you guys don't like this, but I think this is kind of an interesting take. Uh, but Quentin Flowers sitting here at $12, he is listed. I'm going to throw Flowers in there because at $12, if he comes in and relieves Murray, it's almost like having a two-quarterback system, right? It's almost like having two quarterbacks in your lineup. So here's what I've got. I've got Philip Walker. I've got Larry Rose, I've got Cam Phillips, I've got Nelson Spruce, Fred Nagel, and Quentin Flowers. Now, of course, Larry Rose is on the condition that um, uh, Elijah Hood is out. So uh, that's crazy. But listen, do yourself a favor. Go on FanDuel. That lineup took me, what, all of uh, five or six minutes to build? Uh, But it it was a fun lineup to put together, and I think I'm going to save it. Uh, So if you're going against me, uh, (laughs) that's not the one I'm going to use if we go in a a FanDuel league together. But uh, I will say that that is very similar to what I think I might do. Uh, But that that looks like a pretty cool lineup. In fact, I love it. So go, go play around on FanDuel. Go, go build some lineups. Uh, you don't necessarily have to enter it to build it, but I think you'll have a little bit of fun if you aren't already playing FanDuel. Um, because again, it's just a, it's a different way of playing than you're used to in DraftKings. So, uh, all right, enough of that. Uh, I just, I wanted to introduce you to the FanDuel game. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't, aren't necessarily playing it right now. So I felt like it was a good time to introduce you to that, that portion of it. Because when we talked to AJ, they have their own FanDuel league as well. So uh, they'll they'll be opening it up for you if you follow him on Twitter and he'll tell you how coming up in the conversation. But uh, yeah, no more ado. It is time to talk to AJ Ryder of the X and Goal podcast. On the line with me right now is a host of the X and Goal podcast. He is AJ Ryder. He talks about everything XFL and uh, it's a good listen. So make sure you head over there. AJ, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Hey, so I'm I'm curious. How is it that you got uh, kind of involved in the XFL game? What what made you join the dark side? <laughs> so uh, back in about 2013, uh, I actually signed with the WWE, and uh, I spent about two years there. Before that, I was uh, a coach, a strength and conditioning coach at USC. I played college football at East Illinois. Uh, I was a teammate of Garoppolo's. So football's always been a passion of mine. And then obviously wrestling was a big part of my life too. And coming into this year with the XFL coming back and my football ties, it just seemed like kind of a perfect blend for me to want to get involved and uh, and cover this and, and talk about this because I have a little bit of perspective in in a little bit of both worlds. Yeah, that WWE background probably translates very well into this XFL because you're familiar with the kind of product that Vince McMahon wants to put out, especially as an NXT guy, because that was sort of one of those uh, initial proving grounds for, for young superstars. And so that definitely had the hype train around it that an XFL first season has. 
Definitely. We were, I was a part of the NXT uh, developmental system when it first became and went over from the FCW to the NXT brand. And we started the uh, WWE Network while I was there, too. So I was a part of all of that kind of inaugural WWE Performance Center class, the the first tapings of, of the NXT show. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are the current superstars up there, you know, a lot of them are my friends and guys who kicked me up and down the ring a bunch so yeah baron corbin being one of those yes that was one (laughs) i know you're like yeah that's the one uh but no (laughs) when you look back when you look back at that nxt i mean i know this is not xfl related but you you look about where it started to what it is now what what hits you when you see the product that that it's become well i mean it's it's blown up so much compared to when it, w- when it was just us. Uh, I was there for the first couple of the NXT takeovers. And, uh, you know, when we started NXT, it was we were traveling around kind of southern Florida up into Georgia a little bit. And we'd have shows really where there was only going to be 20 people there. And now these guys are going and selling out, you know, 10, 15,000 seat arenas for their live shows all around the country. So it's quadrupled, tripled, whatever you want to say. I mean, it's 10 times what it used to be, and it's so huge, and the wrestling just gets better and better and better all the time with the talent they bring in. It's, it, it, they said it when I was there. They wanted it to be its own brand. They wanted it to compete with Raw and SmackDown, and I think it's really it's getting there. But let's translate that now to what they had the vision for with the XFL. They want it to be its own brand. It's going to start in, in you know, uh, they're NFL towns, but I mean, they're going to start in some smaller stadiums. They're going to start in places that aren't going to completely sell out the entire thing. But you're right. If you give it, you know, some time to grow and some time to mature and the time to bring itself to, to be its own thing, this is the kind of product that when Vince McMahon is involved, you can expect to grow. And this is why I know 2001 aside, uh, you know, the, the hopes and dreams of that 2001 XFL, we can kind of leave that behind, but we've seen what he can do and what he can foster with brands. So this is why I think the hopefulness of this XFL is as high as it is because we've seen what he can, we can do to young brands like NXT and like what you went through. Exactly. And I, I think the, the, 2001 XFL, uh, just from talking to people I know throughout the league, it's it's something that the only thing the same is, is the name, pretty much. They were, you know, they tried some different things, but now they want to be uh, what Vince has always done, and that's just to be, have fans interact. You know, they call it the WWE universe, and now you have kind of this XFL universe that's really starting to grow, and we've seen it grow a lot in this first uh, two, three weeks of action. Yeah, and and just more and more sites, more and more Twitter feeds, more and more Reddit threads popping up, podcasts popping up left and right. I mean, it's it's crazy that uh, you know, and I know the AAF kind of fostered this too uh, in some smaller comparison, but it feels like the XFL. Man, they had guys that were podcasting two years before we even knew this thing was actually going to take a snap, and it's it's just insane. It's crazy because it was like when Vince announced it two years ago. It was like the next day there was already people talking about it. It's like, what do you even have to talk about yet? Like all they've done is announce it. (laughs) But here we are now. I mean, everyone wants to cover it. Everyone's very excited about it. I mean, even when you see Seattle's game last week had almost 30,000 people in the stands. I mean, that doesn't fill the whole stadium, but still 30,000 people. That's a lot. Well, and St. Louis is about to boast that they have a sellout too at 30,000 plus. So uh, they're not too far behind on their heels. 
Well, but yeah, that that team's there. Uh, that town's been uh, wanting some football back for a long time. I'm sure. Yeah, the Rams did them pretty dirty. Yeah, so it, it's good to see them have a team, and it's good to see them uh, being supported by by that community the way they are. Oh, I, I concur. I concur. So, okay, your podcast. Let's talk a little bit about what you do and 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 your show and what it's all about, so uh, we can give the listeners out there something to switch over from here when they're done to go listen to yours if they aren't already, which they should be, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, what we're trying to do is just have a lot of fun with it. We want to. I want to give a good analysis and, and a good recap so what people are know what's going on but if you're not one of those diehard xfl people we can sit there and we talk about you know i think we talk about french toast sticks for a little bit on this week's episode and if uh, the burger king french toast sticks that they used to have i don't even know if they still have anymore and uh, versus the mcgriddle uh we you know we want to bring you fun sports stories but at the same time we're going to do some some fun little games and and try to get people involved and and especially with the FanDuel thing that that uh you know you're a part of uh we want to have that continue to grow and just have everyone kind of the same way in that way the xfl wants the fans to interact with the the brand we want to interact with our fans and get people involved and and just you know they might not know anything more about the XFL when they started listening because, you know, we don't know anything either. But at least, you know, they can have fun while they try. I feel that that's how most people listen to this show, too. I mean, I, they, 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 they don't learn anything from me, but I'm sure that hopefully they walk away with a smile on their face and maybe, you know, they can name two or three players on a roster after that. And that's kind of the goal I hope for. But yeah, with your FanDuel thing, um, I think we can tie this into, into fantasy here real quick and that you do your yearly or your podcast hosts a little FanDuel contest every week. Uh, I've joined two weeks in a row now and I finally took my first one home last week. Uh, I say finally because the week one should have been it, but I got bit by a whole bunch of Kristen Michael. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I finally got to take it home this week. So uh, yeah, talk about your your rationale for starting that FanDuel league. Well, I, I mean, it was always exciting when then FanDuel and DraftKings uh, partnered up with the XFL because that was that's a huge huge step for them. Uh, the fantasy football. Uh, just with how big it is in the NFL, and if this one, if the XFL wants to, I'm not going to say compete, but you know, be a name like the NFL is. That's one of the avenues that they're going to have to explore and do. And so, I did, we didn't. I didn't know anybody else who had a FanDuel league, and especially in the first week, I mean, who really knew what was going to what was going to happen? And uh, and clearly, with with my scores, uh, I did not. <laughs> And, uh, so, so I, I just put it out there on Twitter and now we're just trying to get some more people involved every week and hopefully, um, yeah, it was a little embarrassing. I had some people back out. So, uh, last week, so we had to do a Sunday only league that you won. So, but, uh, my, by my co-host actually destroyed everybody in, in the, in the Saturday, Sunday, uh, league. I think he had like 90 some points. There was so. points to be had. There were absolutely points to be had in this last uh, this last week. If you did it right, boy, I tell you, uh, especially if you played the the Sunday slate like I did, because you had guys blow up for thirty something points, and uh, that was fun to watch. Oh yeah, I mean, Cam Phillips and, and a PJ Walker stack would have gotten you at a lot of points. I did that in in DraftKings. Although, so why'd you pick FanDuel and not DraftKings? Because of the fact that nobody had FanDuel. No, well, I don't know who had what, but I played FanDuel with the NFL all year. Uh, I was in a, a, a year-long 
year long league for that. And so I already had an account. So I just went with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what better way to do it? But now the, the thing is that FanDuel is Pat, different. Pat yeah. McAfee might have had some influence on me, on me there too, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of, the, of his as well. Uh, well, that man, he's uh, he's kind of unhappy with his role, and I didn't even get to be on the broadcast this last week. I wonder if he'll do it week three or if he's completely out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's uh, he, Yeah, he's always fun. I mean, he was the reason I watched the national – well, I was going to watch the national, college national championship game anyway, but I watched him and Dan Orlovsky on the sideline uh, on that ESPN – three vision thing or whatever they did where they had a bunch of people i'd rather listen to them than i than i did the announcers because they were just running around the sidelines the whole time it was pretty fun yeah that's that's got to be a fun gig hey go around and stick microphones in people's faces that's that's your job for the next three hours exactly that i mean how great is that (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's talk about the FanDuel here real quick because it's a little bit different than DraftKings in that obviously DraftKings gives you fifty thousand dollars in in cap room whereas FanDuel took a little different approach with the xfl and you get a hundred dollars to spend on players and so when you're picking i I don't know what it is about the the jump between fifty thousand and a hundred but it makes people's perspective uh shrink up a little bit because they feel like they're dealing with a lot less money uh i don't know if that's how you feel but somehow sometimes that's how i feel well i mean just having knowing what you know the DraftKings and, and the fan duel has always been a little different as far as their you know their salary cap and, and things like that and you're right it is it was kind of weird that they decided to go so low um but i i don't know i just i always like the format and the way you know to me it's it's pretty user-friendly and um I don't know. I, I guess I, I I never looked at those numbers and thought to myself like, oh, I'm playing for less money because when I see the money come out of my my account, then I'm kind of like, I know what I'm playing for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, plus it's half point PPR too versus uh, full point on DraftKings. So um, I don't know. I, I do. Right. I enjoy it too. I, I it's just different because I play a lot of DraftKings and I don't play quite as much FanDuel. Um, but yeah, when you when you play on FanDuel again, it's a hundred dollar salary cap, and you know you've got guys, especially quarterbacks, that are rolling at just about twenty bucks or so. Tomu last week was only twenty bucks, and he got thirty points. Um, you know, a guy like Nelson Spruce was 20 bucks and he got you 23 points. So when you, when you're rolling out these, these, uh, salaries and this roster construction for these, you're looking for more of a, um, and, and the thing about FanDuel too, is that you can kind of fit a lot of these, these high priced guys in it because the pricing is surprisingly not as accurate as it should be, uh, going into week three. So you got a little bit of wiggle room in FanDuel, uh, than you would in DraftKings. Yeah, it's a little bit more fun because you, you're going to have a lot of the more high-profile players on your team. You don't have to look as far uh, towards the bottom of the barrel for, you know, hopefully a number three receiver can uh, throw up, you know, 20 points for me this week and, and give me a real big edge. Or let me let me have this really high-priced quarterback and have to stack him with, you know, your, you know, yeah, your number three or four receiver. You can actually have, you know, Eli Rogers and and Cardell Jones on the same roster and they still have money to, to go elsewhere and get some, you know, which I think is a, which I think is a good play because you want people to know who these people are, uh, you know, your high profile players when you're trying to create these stars in a new league like this. So I think it's a, a pretty cool setup. 
Well, that's that's the thing. That's the whole thing about fantasy is it gets people involved in learning the names of the individuals. Again, a lot like your time on NXT because the whole thing was to try to get your names in people's houses and, and talking about them versus just passively watching and maybe paying attention, you know, maybe getting up to get a snack or whatever. You, you have to become household names and these players have to become household names. And the way that it, it happens is for us to be able to roster these guys week after week and know, you know, I know this PJ Walker Cam Phillips stack is going to hit because I know both players and I watched them play. And and now that I'm rostering them, I have more of an invested interest in watching them play versus, you know, again, just sitting down and, and kind of watching something and going, yeah, okay, that's entertaining. Well, exactly, too. I mean, it's a league where I don't know if right now, I mean, you only have really eight markets, you know, eight teams that you're, that you're, that you, that you have out there that people can actually be fans of. And we're in a day and age now where, you know, in the fantasy football age where not everybody who watches the NFL really even has a favorite team anymore. It's a lot of, I play, you know, FanDuel and I play DraftKings or, or fantasy football. I'm just a football fan. And I think that's a good thing to have, especially here, because being able to promote these guys and, and you know, eventually if the XFL wants to survive, they're going to need guys with star power uh, to for them to promote and put out there and fantasy football, especially daily fantasy is a really good way to do that. Well, let me ask you, because I, I, I'm curious and I've, I haven't really been able to bounce this idea off of too many people. And, and since you host a show, I, I know that you have the um, at least grasp of the English language to answer this question. But um, mm, when, no, not even <laughs> I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here. Take it, AJ. Uh, so when, when you talk about long term success of the XFL and, and building brand names, everybody it automatically wants to start writing these guys as stars off into the NFL. At what point are we just going to say as fans, I want this person to stick around in the XFL because I know I'd rather watch them start and play than be third string on a Carolina Panthers bench. Uh, Because to me, it just seems counterproductive to wish for your bigger stars to leave versus stay and actually play. Well, I think it's just going to have to be the success of the league itself because, I mean, if you've got a guy who's only going to make, you know, the, you know, tier two guy who's playing very well, he's only going to make, uh, I don't even remember what the salaries were, but he's only going to make probably seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year to play football. And for him to go to the NFL and even to sit on a bench, he's going to make four or five times that, um, whether it be a practice squad or, you know, he's just got enough a special teams guy as it is. So being able to the success of this league and then being able to put more money in the players' pockets, they might take a pickup because they're going to be able to play now. I think that's one of the most important things in keeping these guys around is we can make stars. Do you want to play football or do you want to just make money and go practice every day for 16, 17 weeks, whatever it's going to be now in the NFL? So it's very... I think it's too early to tell, to be honest, um, what that's going to need to do because, again, we're two weeks into uh, <laughs> for the, the inaugural yeah. season. Yeah, but um, it, to me, it's going to come down for a lot of these guys because this is their career. This is how they feed their families. They're going to have to be able to, you know, there's a the love of football, but then also too, you know, it, it's a job at the end of the day for for everyone who's involved. And so, being able to just pay them on a level that's consistent, where I'm going to say, yeah. I want to play football and I'll take a little bit less money to do that where I can also go be successful. I think that's what it's going to end up coming down to. 
Yeah, there's a there's a player that I like to point to in the Canadian Football League, and his guy his name Bo, his name is Bo Levi Mitchell. He's the quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders, and he was he was shopped around uh, last season as a camp guy, and you know he, he had a couple of workouts and 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 an offer. I mean, he was offered I think to go to, and if I'm not mistaken, it was the Vikings, uh, but he wasn't gonna he wasn't obviously gonna start, and he probably wasn't even gonna be the backup. Uh, so he chose to go back to Calgary and, and, you know, go back and, and start. And cause he's, a, he's a quarterback down there that has some big time name recognition, great cups. Uh, he's, he's one of the leading passers in the league. I mean, the guy's pretty much a CFL legend right now. And he chose to continue to play and to build his story down uh, or up North rather than to try and back somebody up, uh, in the NFL. So, I, I don't know if there's more of him like that in the XFL or if everybody's really just chasing after that paycheck. Well, if I, if I remember this correctly, I do believe he was still offered a very good sum of money to the point where he was making, like I said before, like you, you know, being able to make the kind of NFL money and not to mention he already had a, a, a good, le- you know, a legacy, um, down or uh, up north, I guess. I guess it wouldn't be down; it'd be north, right? <laughs> um, uh, up north. So that's yeah. That's I mean, it, when it comes down to it, I mean, even when you look at a guy like Tom Brady right now, who might be leaving, you know, could he go make more money? Probably. Could he make less money and stay somewhere he wants to and is going to win? I mean, for a lot of the guys, it's going to be personal preference. Like, what do you value more? Are you winning, playing, or or, or how much money's in your pocket? Yeah. And that's the tough question because I mean, you can sit here and speculate all you want, but you and I sitting in this seat when faced with the same decision, I, I mean, I'd like to say that I'd make the noble choice, but boy, I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you that if somebody was waving a half a mil in my face just to, you know, be a practice arm, would I take it? Yeah. Turning down NFL money is not going to be easy for anybody. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but it, it will be interesting this off season to going into it where, you know, you have these young guys like uh, Tiamu and PJ Walker, and and if they were to get another opportunity in the NFL, are you gonna? And if you're an NFL team, are you going to take a younger guy who's been playing in the XFL this past year, or are you gonna take a guy fresh out of college where you may you might have to pay maybe a little more for for a higher round draft pick, or even the lower guys you might have to pay a little more, but. Do you, do you stick with a, a guy who's even got a few years that you can now put under under your system and have him learn there, or are you going to bring in a guy who's already been working with? It, 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 there's a lot of a lot of uh, variables into it. It's it's something that's going to be very interesting. I know where it's only week two, but it's going to be very interesting even to see the off season, which I'm I'm even that I'm excited for that too. Well, yeah, I mean Cardell Jones, Landry Jones, those guys with a second chance, I suppose, to even prove to to get back into the league. Are they going to capitalize on it, or is this going to be the the chance for the XFL to have stars going into the future? And Josh Johnson, the same boat, right? Those three guys are all you know, trying to get back to the show. And if they do, will they stick or do they just try to stay and be stars in the XFL? I mean, you're right. This off season is going to prove quite a bit to us on, well, first of all, is there going to be a second season? And second of all, who's going to be the stars of those second season? Yeah. The, the carousel that's going to happen once this year is over, just not knowing whether or not these guys are going to be able to stick around. Cause you look at, you know, PJ Walker, I'll keep bringing him up because obviously it's, it's easy to pick on him right now. <laughs> it, it we're two games in the season and he's playing, the dude looks unreal right now. 
that sidearm throw he had last week, that, mm. that, I mean, he looks great. And it's 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 hard not to think, well, yeah, somebody in the NFL will give him a shot, but is it a guy? He, does he want to stick around? Does he not? It, it's it's and then when you're the coaches in the, in the front office, wh- how are you going to convince them to stay if you can't offer them the money? It's it's there's a lot going on and it's going to be real fun. Do you think there will be a season two? I know there's some people that are trying to write it off already, but in your opinion, do you see a season two on the horizon? Yes. Unequivocally. I think I, I, I do believe so because I do think after 2001 failed um, and the success that they've had even early on now, and you still have, you know, you have a partnership with Fox and ABC and ESPN, uh, having that sort of national exposure is just going to continue to, I'm not going to say the ratings are going to keep going up or they're going to be anywhere they were week one, but even week two, even though they dropped, I mean, it's like having the, the, after a pilot episode of a TV show, the ratings are always going to, going to drop some. And I think, I believe that they set the, the bar at about a million uh, viewers uh, before the season even started and saying that that would be what they would consider successful. And yet you still see, you know, even at week two, they still peaked at about 3.3 million. Um, and the and the action that we're getting is only going to get better as these teams learn to click a little bit more and get a little more uh, games under their belt. And I, I, It's too fun for me to think to myself, people aren't going to be watching this and this won't be successful going forward, especially knowing Vince McMahon does not want this to fail. He he can't fail at this twice. So he's a um, guy I want to compare him like Jerry Jones, where Jerry Jones – He's getting older and wants his team to succeed now because he, you know you don't know how long much longer he's going to be around. Same thing with Vince McMahon. He's older. He failed at this once. He doesn't want to fail again. He wants to see this succeed before um, you know he starts to take a back seat and and, and you know disappear from the the picture. Yeah, and and I think I think tempered expectations. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit too. It's tempered expectations is what I think makes makes you successful. If you go in thinking that you're going to be a world beater and that you're going to bring in NFL type numbers and you're going to bring in, you know, the most successful events like Super Bowl and Daytona numbers right off the bat, I mean, you're already setting yourself up for failure. So yeah, if you come in thinking to yourself, look, this is going to take three to five years for this to even catch on, let alone prosper the way we want it to. uh, I think, you know, no one's got patience anymore. I mean, we just want to jump out of the box with 400,000 likes and 600 million followers. And you just like, man, calm down, you know, build yeah. it one at a time. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I imagine us podcasters giving up after the first week of only getting like, you know, 25 listens and you're like, man, I suck. I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, what am I doing this for? Well, <laughs> You can't get to you know a million listeners without having ten first. Exactly, exactly. That's why I always say you know, and I've beat it into everybody's skull. It's like quality, quality, not quantity, because you never know who one of those twenty five listeners are, and you never know where they're going to get you next. Well, yeah, and I mean, you don't know which one of those those twenty five people is is going to go out and tell their friends who you know who who it might be and who might get you seen, and you know, it's it's a crapshoot. But I mean, you can't get there unless you. You keep going. Yeah. And you never know where you're going to be talking to an NXT star. So, I mean, you know, my, my days, what'd you do today? Well, I talked to a guy from the NXT. It's cool. No, no biggie. 
Yeah, uh, I'm sorry that that's the highlight of your day. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was a day off, man. I, you know, that's that's. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm the highlight of the day off. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, see, take the compliment. My God. Uh, so, all right, let, let's talk fantasy just before we close, because uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you just spent the, a lot of time talking on your podcast too. So, um, when it comes to fantasy I football, got really, I got really good, uh, you know, head head. Uh, headset hair right now oh good i know i'm i'm working on mine uh so when it comes to fantasy football what's your favorite part about playing uh any sort of sports and 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 really what's your favorite part of playing the xfl fantasy well i think it's just getting more involved in in you know right now i i'm in the tampa area i consider myself a vipers fan and we're zero and two and we look awful so at least week in and week out with you know having to not only cover the the games for our own show, but, but having to, you know, there's a little bit of hope sometimes where it gets, not only just watching it stays exciting, but also the fact that I can still be a winner, even though Tampa's not doing great. <laughs> Speaking of Tampa, any, any idea on who's going to start at quarterback this week? What, what are your feelings? Uh, so I said this actually today on our podcast. So if anybody listens to it afterwards, here's a little bit of a preview. I am not an Aaron Murray guy. However, for them to, in order for them to have any shot at being successful, he's a guy they have to get going. Um, when he's been your t- he's your tier one allocated quarterback, he's been with you all throughout camp. This is a guy you you've already kind of picked it. You're going to war with him, and you're going to battle with him. He needs to be there, and because. You know, these rosters aren't as deep as, as a lot of the NFLs are. You know, you, you can't lose Drew Brees and then still have a first-round draft pick and Teddy Bridgewater sitting on your bench and then go out and be successful. It's going to take – and the quarterback, obviously, especially in this league, is, is the most important position on the field, uh, as in, you know, all football, really. But, you know, having getting that guy going, getting him in a rhythm – uh, that's the leader of your team and you need to get him go, get him in a rhythm and get him going. Otherwise, you know, this offense is going to continue to sputter. Like it has, you're going to put up great yardage and you're not going to find the end zone and you don't win, go- you don't win games that way. You can't, can't, uh, rely on your defense all the time. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, Murray is the more accomplished, uh, actual quarterback on that roster. So I, I hate to say it, but they do stand the best chance with him on the field. I mean, I, I love flowers. I love the way he looks. I love the way he moves. Um, but it, it, he showed last week that even he can't necessarily be as productive, uh, in that offense as, as any of the other ones. So I think you're right. I think Aaron Murray, as much as I don't want to say it, yeah. maybe the answer going forward. And, and I think this week, if you're going to roster a Tampa Bay, uh, quarterback, stick out your hand. Uh, but he's going to be the one to do it. Yeah, I mean, Flowers needs to be involved in the offense. I do think he is a great change of pace guy for them in in a way that, again, I'll go back to the Saints, you know, the way they use Taysom Hill uh, in a way as as Quentin Flowers can be used. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to live and die by Aaron Murray. (sighs) A depressing way to end the segment, but I think we should probably leave it right there. (laughs) We lost everybody. No one, everyone turned off after this. Uh, My 25 listeners are gone. Uh, Thanks, AJ. Thanks for that. no, that listen. was my plan the whole time to come on here and sabotage. <laughs> That's okay. I get it. You're you're trying to bring another podcast down. I'll take it. It's your WWE background. You wanna you wanna pin I'm, me to the I'm, mat. I, 
I am a, I've always been a heel, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Speaking of heel, and, and we'll end it with this. Uh, I once got a, a chance to uh, interview Christian uh, for a radio okay. station that I was uh, working for. And it was it gave me like five minutes of warning, my, my program director. Luckily, I actually knew the storylines that were going on at the time. And Christian had just lost the title uh, to Orton, I believe it was. And they were going to go at it at a house show in Stockton, where I live. Um and I got on and I, st- I started talking to Christian and I said, you know, you just recently lost the belt and he just stopped me dead. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not a belt. It's a title. A belt yeah, is something you wear. A, a title is something mistake, you earn. Yeah. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm here. I'm like, first of all, I'm freaking out that I'm interviewing Christian. And then second of all, he just lashes me in the middle. And the whole rest of the way, I was like, oh, uh, and, and I, I stuttered through the rest of it. And then once we got off air, I said, hey, Christian, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. He's like, oh, no, no, man. That's good. You just, I was just being the heel. I was like. Yeah. <sighs> That's wrestling right there. I know. Always, it's such it's a show always. I know. I didn't know when I was so. I was like, oh, my God. I pissed Christian off. Like he's never gonna interview. I'm never gonna interview anybody again. I'm gonna get fired. Uh, I wanted to crawl under a rock. All right, AJ, give everybody a chance to find your podcast, where you are on social media, and everything, so they can look you up after they're done listening. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Troy McLean WWE. You can also find X and Goal at X and Goal X A N D Goal on Twitter as well. We're on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, this week's episode is called Are You Good Bro? And um, so you can probably search that and it might come up too, but we're on them all. Outstanding. All right, AJ, go shake that uh, he- that uh, headphone hair out and uh, we will catch you on Twitter and we'll catch you on the podcasting uh, circuit. So AJ Ryder, thank you so much for being a part of the show. No, thank you for having me, man. We'll have to have you on sometime. I am game. We come to the close of another episode of the XFL Fantasy Central Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And thank you, huge thank you to AJ Ryder of the X and Goal Podcast. Uh, such an absolute pleasure talking to that guy. I love, I could probably, we probably could have talked for at least 45 minutes to an hour, if not more. Uh, but I knew that the guy, he had just finished recording his show. Uh, I think he needed to take the headset off and, and breathe a little bit. So uh, again, huge thanks to him for joining. Go, go listen to that X and Goal podcast. It is so much fun. Uh, those guys have a blast talking XFL and uh, I just think again it, it's a show that doesn't take itself too seriously um, and, and is really meant to uh, to just have fun with you know and I think there's not not enough of those shows out there right now because everybody I think is trying to take themselves too seriously I, I love you all but come on let's have some fun with this shall we um, and I know that hopefully if you're listening you, you like having fun with me uh, just as much as I love interacting and having fun with you guys on the other end of this uh, through social media so uh, alright that's it for today tonight uh tomorrow we will have the fantasy four pack again uh we'll talk a little DraftKings strategy and uh maybe get you some start and sit actually ask me on twitter at xfl fantasy cast your start sit questions let's start taking some of those and uh we'll, we'll see if we can't get you uh to have a winning lineup in your season long uh just starting on saturday so uh start sit questions tomorrow i'll put it out on twitter too for you guys to ask and we'll answer uh, all right so okay that's it for the show and uh until then, we'll see you tomorrow.